0: notice this too Jesus walks the wrong way with them I like that about him they're headed the wrong way because as soon as they figure out who he is they have to turn around and go back but he walks with them while they're walking the wrong way is there someone that you love Who's out there and they're doing ridiculous, crazy, dangerous stuff. And you are so worried about them. And you so want them to come back to God. But well, i got news. He can meet them on the road. Even when they're walking the wrong way. I'm having a blast this summer with this series about eating food. <laughs> if, if you're new to Timberline and you haven't been around here, we started a 10-week series called At the Table. And it is centered around the book of Luke. There are 10 meals that Jesus had in the book of Luke. Different people from believers to non-believers. And so we're about halfway through that. And today we are looking at a meal that he had with a, a guy by the name of Zacchaeus. How many of you have, have heard of him? Okay, what do you know about Zacchaeus? (laughs) How would you like to have the Bible tell everyone in the world that you're a short guy? It just blows my mind. All right, here we go. Let's give it a try. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. (laughs) Okay, that's good. I can't can't bear it anymore. That's good. (laughs) That is amazing. I'm blown away. How many of you have no idea what that song is? And you're freaked out right now. (laughs) You are not a part of a cult, just so you know. Okay? It's safe to be here. That is crazy. These are the lyrics. Yeah, you got them. It was a wee little man. A wee little man was he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And when the Savior passed that way, he looked up and said, and then it's not singing, it's talking. Zacchaeus, you come down from that tree. Ooh, you guys are ready to say that. Some, of, some people here really wanted to finish that song. I, matter of fact, I have a, a memory when I'm like six or seven years old. Growing up uh, in, in Grand Junction, we, we had this uh, uh, amazing uh, kids program and stuff. And we did a drama on that song. And so little kids, and we had a little gal who was real bossy, and they picked her to do that part, the narration. And I'll never forget, we stopped singing, and she stepped forward into the spotlight and said, Zacchaeus, you come down out of that tree. And I remember then thinking, I hope Jesus didn't say it like that. (laughs) But if he did, no wonder Zacchaeus came down from that tree. Number one in your outline, it's in the back of your program there. Just the facts. Just the facts. I want to talk about what's happening in this story. Here's the fear. People know that they know the story. And if you're not careful, you're going to miss a couple things that the Spirit's going to do new in you. You know, the 14ers were climbing this year at Timberline. One of them is encounter the Spirit. Encounter. And today, I believe you're going to have opportunity to have an encounter with God. And that changes us. That's how change happened. That revelation from God is what changes us so just the facts this is all in luke 19 verse 1 jesus entered jericho and he made his way through the town some scholars say he's actually leaving the town that he didn't actually stay he moved on doesn't matter he's there in jericho there was a man there named zacchaeus he was the what what's the word there chief that's important he was the chief tax collector in the region beyond Jericho. He had become very what? Rich. Now, now Luke, Luke is the best Greek writer of the New Testament. You know, you, you get John or Mark, they might say, you know, the blind man was healed when Jesus touched him. Luke says there was a new cornea put in his eyeball. You know, it's just... He's a doctor. So, so all this language, when you read Luke, you need to know this language is very important and it's articulate. And translated into our language, you lose some of that. But the bottom line is, this guy is filthy rich. Because not only is he the chief ta- tax collector where he can assess money. Uh, extortion is a good word here. The problem with this was the tax collectors, this was subjectional. So they could go to your house, look at your assets, go to your business and say, you owe this amount. You could say, no, I don't. I'm, it's not worth that much. And they could say, yes, you do. Pay it or go to jail. So there's, the, the system was flawed. And how many of you know if the system is flawed, people usually take advantage of the system? So he got his cut, and then he got a cut from all of the other tax collectors under him. So he's, he's really, really wealthy, and he's probably super, super influential in Jericho, and he's probably extremely hated. Because when someone extorts something from you, uh, takes something from you, and you don't feel that it's just or right, you tend to want to hang on to that a little bit. Would you agree? So it's, it's real. This is a real problem. This is a pretty large town. It's nothing like it was back in the day when Joshua was fighting Jericho. The ruins now have, you know, the walls have fallen. It's a little more beat up, but it's about 19 miles northwest of Jerusalem, um, one of the one of the ideas here is that Jesus found a way to come down to Jericho. It's called the Jericho Road. And I would propose that by the time we get done looking at this, it might have been just to have dinner with Zacchaeus. Don't know the motive for sure, but it's possible. And I'll explain why I think that's a possibility. My question, and then we'll go to point two, is what causes you to despise another human being? injustice, a wrong done to you. These are all big things. Zacchaeus had played that card with so many people in Jericho that he was despised. Now That's very important. Keep that in mind as you look at this story or you won't see the whole picture of it. Number two in your outline, we all need to look beyond the crowd. We all need to look beyond what What we're going to look at in these next few verses, which was the crowd of people. Some miracles had just happened and people were following Jesus. Crowds of people. He's famous now. He's like a celebrity. Everywhere he goes, people line up. Like thousands of people, okay? So, the word gets out that he's coming to Jericho. Everyone runs out to meet him. Verse 3. Zacchaeus tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. So he knows the Jericho Road goes by this big sycamore tree down at the turn and he's going to climb in the tree. And if they stay on the road, he'll have the perfect view of Jesus and the crowd won't distract him. I think sometimes in our world today, though I know this is a physical point, he was a short man, he physically couldn't see Jesus. But I want to make it a spiritual point for a moment. What do people see when they see the crowd that is following Jesus? They see you. They see me. They see us. Now, I would like to propose that there are a few people they might see in the crowd that says they're following Jesus. If it's possible to just stretch you a little, is it, is it reasonable that among Timberline Church, all campuses, all services, that there might be one among us who has some hypocrisy? How many think that's possible? Probable. How many of you could raise your hand and say, That's me? No, (laughs) I I think in a way it is kind of all of us. We're trying, we're working at it. But you understand for someone who is not a follower of Jesus and, and doesn't like the values, they're getting what we they think we believe by us. And there are many people I would propose, there are many people that if they could really see Jesus. They would be a follower. But all they see is the crowd. And, and they see this hypocrisy, and it's ugly, and they don't want to have anything to do with that. And then we have these extremists who call themselves Christians, that want to kill people in the name of God. And, and it's just, it's so confusing. I, I almost don't even like the word Christian anymore, because it's lost its meaning. And then you have the liberals, and the liberals who have no good theology, they deny biblical truth. The Bible can say it in black and white, and they just live the lifestyle they want to live. Well, this is what the Bible says. Well, I don't read that part. Really? Then how, how can you say you're a follower of the teachings of Jesus? And then we have what I would call the Bible-believing people who are at the heart. I think that's the majority of us saying, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. But I'm really trying to live a biblical life. I'm trying to be a person of faith. I'm trying to climb the hill in front of me. And I'm trying to let God change my attitude, my heart, my spirit. But the crowd looking to see Jesus always sees us first. Can they identify Jesus when they look at you? I hope so. It's a haunting question, but I hope you really think about it. And the flip side of this is, get your eyes off of people and get them on Jesus. Because if you get your eyes on man, you're going to be disappointed every time. Now you can have heroes, you can have mentors, you can have people you believe in. That's a good thing. But ultimately, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Is that good? Let that go into your heart. Number three, Jesus will come to your house. This is a very fascinating part of the story that we sometimes overlook. And I just want to read verse 5 and following and grasp it. When Jesus came by, so, he, so the plan Zacchaeus had worked. He's, he's coming on the road. When he came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. That's fascinating. Zacchaeus, he said, quick. Come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly came down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and in joy. The crowd is with Jesus. They're walking down the road. They see a guy in a tree. Someone might have said, Jesus, that's Zacchaeus in the tree. Jesus might have asked. It doesn't say. It just says he called him by name. I think that surprised Zacchaeus. They had never met before. And so, maybe someone told him his name. Maybe he knew his name because Jesus was God. And he knows your name. That's comforting. But he calls him by name. I love that. I love that. You know the person you've given up on, the person that you think uh, God despises? (laughs) God knows his name. See, the fact that The fact that this is happening in this story is really a message to many of us. Because Jesus chose to go to the bad guy. Jesus chose to walk away from those who adored him, had walked with him, and were willing to suffer with him. And he went to the guy who was dishonest, had no integrity, was a liar and a cheat and wealthy. Because of all those things. And Jesus says, I'm coming to your house for dinner. <laughs> That's funny. Just turn your neighbor right now and say, Hey, I'm coming over today. What, what are we having? I think it could be the only time Jesus invites himself to dinner at someone's house. And so he just does. And when I think about Zacchaeus, why Zacchaeus? First of all, no one expected this. No one. And he was maybe the most influential person in Jericho between his wealth and his power. And he probably had the greatest need to know the truth about who Jesus was. A change in Zacchaeus would be big. Matter of fact, let's look at that. Number four in your outline. Why is the crowd unhappy? Key point in the story. Because it reveals a lot about what happens in our hearts when we don't get our way about something in in following the Lord. Why is the crowd so unhappy? Verse 7, it says... But the people were displeased. Matter of fact, Luke's word there is, it's a word that has to do with like horrified. They are angry. They're frustrated. They can't believe it. They're disappointed. And they start murmuring. It's like its like an instant going on a minute. He says, come on down, Zacchaeus. I'm going to your house. It simply says, he's gone to be the guest of a notorious what? Sinner. Uh, And and a notorious sinner, which means everybody knows him. How can Jesus, doing all this good stuff, out of all the wonderful people in Jericho, decide to go have dinner with Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus had, had no right to have the Lord himself come into his house. That's the human logic that we often have. There are times when we actually have a desire to see judgment come on people and we pray, God, take them out. They're so mean. They're so ugly. We would never say, oh, go have a nice dinner with them. That's human. Zacchaeus had caused them pain. Zacchaeus had ripped them off. Zacchaeus was not honest, upright, or filled with integrity. You know, it's amazing that God's going after the worst guy. Why is He? Why is He going after a guy like this? I remember, again, back in Grand Junction, when the day when in the 60s, when these hippies started coming to faith. And the flower children, and the move of the Spirit in the 60s. Anybody remember that? I was just a kid, but I still remember... These little vans with flowers painted on, and pull them up into our our church park. How many of you that was you? Okay, yeah, we have had a few around here. I love that. So, so, we 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 had these people just getting saved, and I'm you know little kids, and we're running around seeing all these amazing. They dress different than church people. They act different. they, They, and then one one Sunday, Mike and Sally Glad pulled into the parking lot on this big chopper. He's about six foot seven or eight, black leather, big burly biker guy with his girlfriend in his short little mini skirt. And they get off their bike. They've come to Grand Junction to start a drug ring. They hear that the picking is ripe and they have someone who has arranged to meet them at the church. <laughs> they pull in and they get off of their motorcycle. They come inside and the gospel gets them. The truth about God convicts them. They start weeping at the end. They come forward to get saved. They say, we need a life change. Our lives are a mess. We were just scared of him. You know, as kids, when, when he walked around the corner looking at him, I'm like, oh, no, no, it's Satan. You know, you just, as a kid, you know, you're so impressed by some of these things. And, and they found their way to God. Listen, God still saves lost people. And he loves lost people we can never lose our love for the lost ever and so they I'll never forget uh, it was a worry to all of our ushers because Mike gets up says I've got to bring some stuff in here he goes out to his motorcycle and gets his saddlebags off brings them in and it'd be like a guest services he starts dumping all these drugs all across the counter and people are like, whoa, 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 do we call the cops? What do we do? And people said, we've got to flush them down the toilet. And so they start taking the stuff down to the toilet. And they're flushing it. And, you know, deacons are like, what's going on? You know, my dad was the pastor. And he's like, well, we've got to handle this. We've got to do it well. I don't know what to do. This has never happened before. So today, guest services, help yourself. Get back there. We've got a big bin. We've got a big bin. You can just throw them right in there. Trust God. I still remember the transformation in that guy. They became warriors for God, prayer warriors for a decade till I left to go to college. They were at the heart of our church working. God changed. Zacchaeus needs God. Zacchaeus needs God. Number five. You can finish this one. I'll say it, you finish it. Action speaks. Yep. Write it down, because this is an important moment with what we see happening to Zacchaeus. Action always speaks louder than words. I'll tell you, I'm tired of people who just say it. It's like adding Jesus to your grocery cart and going on with your life like nothing ever happened. It's not right. Jesus brings transformation to people's lives. Look at it, verse (sighs) 8. Meanwhile... Should we stop there? We need to. Because a lot happened in the meanwhile. He just said, Come, I'm coming to your house for dinner. The crowd is mad and grumbling, and all of a sudden we have meanwhile. How long did meanwhile last? Hours? I think a whole evening. They're having dinner, and there's been a heart-life change in Zacchaeus in the meanwhile. Never forget about the meanwhile, you guys, because that's the season in which God is massaging the heart and the mind of individuals who need to understand they are loved by God. So meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. Okay, that's big. (laughs) With all the money he has, that's going to change Jericho. That's huge. Lord, and this is one of the funniest parts, I'm sorry I see humor where no one does, but this is just funny. And Lord, if I've cheated people on their taxes, if, really? Don't you hate it when people say that? If I've offended you, well, you have offended me. If I've hurt you, well, you have hurt me. If I've taken that, well, you did take it. You know, just leave the if out of it. Anyway, if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much as I cheated them. Wow. This is action. And why did Zacchaeus bring it up? You don't see Jesus saying, let's talk about taxation. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Zacchaeus met God. And when you really meet God, You are aware through that encounter of the things that need to be straightened up in your life. Now, I know you can't clean up your life without God. So I don't believe that works can lead you to salvation. But I'll tell you one thing I'm really weary of in our culture today. Is that when you have an encounter with the Spirit of God in your life, you're going to want to walk with him in spirit and in truth. And you're going to have action plans that put you in a step by step relationship that's leading you into righteousness, into holiness, into devotion, into integrity, into the development of character in your life. When the world is saying, we're slipping this way, we're saying, no, we're pushing this way. Because it matters. It matters. And this action is incredible. I think about this community. Now, I, I really want you to think about this. All those people that were upset about Jesus coming to Zacchaeus' house for dinner. Remember that? I wonder what happened when Zacchaeus knocked on their door. And they went, oh great, not you again. And he hands them a check for $10,000. Oh, what's this for? I cheated you. You know that dinner I had with Jesus? (laughs) Changed me. And uh, I owe you this money. I think they said, could could you have dinner with Jesus again sometime? (laughs) Don't miss this point. Sometimes God is working on someone that is going to impact your life and you don't even know it. That's why we pray for the president. That's why we pray for leaders in our nation. Because God wants to have dinner with them. We say, well, we want God personally to be with us. Maybe we should stop asking that. And maybe we say, God, would you go to Zacchaeus? I'm, I'm good here. I'm fine. I don't need that attention. Would you please use my reservation and take that guy to dinner? Because that would change a community. That would change a city. That might change the nation. That might change the world. You know what? Jericho was never the same again because the poor were taken care of and people got their money back. And that's a day of rejoicing. And all Jesus did was walk through Jericho and have dinner with one guy. And it changed the complexity of the whole city. Praise God. That's the story of Zacchaeus. Am I done? I am so lost right now. Are we on number six? Okay, that's the real reason for Jesus. And I'll wrap up with this. Um, There's two verses I'm going to read. One has to do with Zacchaeus and Jesus' response to what he's done. And the other is what some have called the key verse to the book of Luke. Verse 9. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. Why did he say that? Action. Repentance. A new Zacchaeus. Salvation has come here today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of who? Okay, that's big because he works for the Roman government. No other Jewish family viewed Zacchaeus as one of them until now. That's why Jesus chose that word. Oh, now you're not just a Roman government employee. You truly are a son of Abraham. Wow. And then verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are, what? Lost. That's Jesus' life verse. <laughs> the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. Wow. Maybe that's our mission on the earth. Maybe that's what matters most more than anything else in our life. Maybe, maybe if we're not chasing after lost people, this church shouldn't even be open. You know what happens to Christians? They get spoiled and they start wanting everything to be about them. And I need this and I want that and I think we should do it this way and I want to sing that song and I want to do this. And we forget We forget that there is a world out there that is lost. It's been a long time since I've even known the feeling of being lost. And I think sometimes we forget as long-term Christians how desperate that might feel to put your head on your pillow at night and cry yourself to sleep because you're lost. But Jesus wants to knock on the door of our hearts and say, let's come home. Let's have dinner. Let's get a bite to eat. And meanwhile, (laughs) let's pray. What a story. Lord, thank You for loving Zacchaeus when everyone else hated him. I don't know how You did that. Your view is so much bigger than mine. Would You visit us powerfully today? Guys, open your spirit. Let let there be an encounter with the Spirit right now. I need a visit from God. How well do you see yourself? Pray that prayer. Just say, Lord, show me myself. Show me what's really going on in my heart. Why am I angry? Why do I despise that person? Why do I not think about lost people as much as you do? I want to pray for those of you that are tempted to give up on someone you love because they're far, far away from God. And it's hurt you. This could be A child, a parent, a niece, a nephew, a family member, and you almost don't even pray because they're so far gone, it's like, I don't really think God can reach them. Well, we're going to pray today. And we're going to have some stories of God having dinner at that person's house, knocking on their heart and giving them a glimpse of truth. How many of you have someone you're thinking of? Just slip up a hand to God. That's a wonderful moment. Lord, we... Together agree as the body of Christ for every name, every face, every heart represented by that lifted hand. You know the details of the story. Visit them. Knock on their heart and let them know that you love them and that you care and let salvation come to their house, to their heart. Awaken them from this deep sleep that the enemy brings over the soul. And let your spirit quicken the spirit, man, that you put in them at birth. And let them know that you are God. We trust you for this today, Lord. We trust you. Secondly, I just have to say this. If you need to make some things right with God... And there's some action steps you need. You can't just keep living in that same old routine that's got you in a rut. Jesus wants to get you out of that with help, with counseling, with others. But we need that encounter. If that's you, don't even raise your hand. But just right now, just maybe palms up to God and say, Lord, I'm in that situation where I've got to take some action steps today. I need to change my attitude toward that person, that experience that family member, or ex-family member. It's a lot of pain in our world, you guys. It's everywhere out to get you. That's why peaceful moments like this with God really matter. So we pause. We wait. We trust you, Lord, to visit us. We give our lives to you afresh and anew. Spend us. On what matters most. In your name we pray. Amen.